people underestimate what is available to them on the web. The web has all the tools you need to put your best foot forward other than meeting somebody in person. You don't have to wait to have a great resume to start making an impact on your job search. You can begin that journey right now, all without a resume. Let's go! Hello and welcome to the brand new You Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you build your personal brand. We meet here each week to learn how building your brand can help you grow your influence, amplify your online reputation, and ultimately impact your career. I'm your host, Ryan Roten, and today's guest helps to inspire the unemployed, underemployed, and underappreciated job seekers. Mark Anthony Dyson is the founder of the Voice of Job Seekers career website, and he has a podcast by the same name. Mark is a career consultant who helps job seekers find and create their voice in order to help them be heard by employers. His website, thevoiceofjobseekers.com, has been named a top career website by the Career Rocketeer, Career Igniter, U-Turn, and New Career 101. Mark's advice has appeared on major career sites such as AOL Jobs, U-Turn, Careerism, Payscale.com, and The Brazen Careerist. Mark, it is absolutely my pleasure to welcome you to the brand new You Show. Thank you, Ryan. Great to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here on the show as well. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast for a long time. But before we dive into questions and material, I understand that there are some congratulations in order. If I am correct, you you either have already or will soon be celebrating your 25th wedding anniversary? That is correct. Uh, It's coming up here in two weeks, uh, 25 years with the same woman. That's pretty amazing, especially today. Yeah, right, right. And uh, don't mind if I'm still amazed myself. <laughs> well, you, you're the, you're actually the second guest I've had on now who has been married for over 20 years. Marie Elena Durant was the first one I had on. And so maybe the three of us should get together and start like a 20-year club. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and funny enough, it will probably be a small club even if we ask for more people. <laughs> As you're getting ready to celebrate your anniversary, I know from listening to your podcast, you're going to take some time off. Are you going anywhere exciting or, or are you just going to kind of ha- hang low uh, at home? Um, at some point, I'm not going to say when, but at some point real soon, we're going to Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, and uh, enjoy some time there. Uh, see the Michael Jackson show. Oh, nice. Uh, so uh, that will be a lot of fun. And while we're talking about vacations, there is one question that I always ask all my guests, which is, if you could vacation in only one place for the rest of your vacation days, where would you go? I've been to Jamaica and been to the Bahama Islands, but I'd like to go to Belize. I think that's really my ideal place. Uh, Jamaica is tourism. I think the only reason why maybe it exists is, you know, that's not completely true. But um, everybody talks about it and wants to go there only as seen as the Jamaica. There's not too many people I know want to go and live. But Belize is also just as beautiful from the picture that I've seen, the waters. Um, so, uh, um, you know, I'd like to give that a shot. That might be a permanent vacation place for me. You 
got started in your career, like like a lot of us do, doing you know basically what you went to school for. So what I'm curious to know is how do you go from working at a PR firm and step into this crazy career job search space? Wow, good question. Well, that's a long journey. <laughs> Mind you, that's 30-something years removed from the time that I graduated to the firm which was a very, very small firm. Even back then, they were kind of transient in the sense that uh, people didn't stay, well, at least this particular firm didn't stay very long. So, you know, it was a matter of just finding out exactly what I want to do because I wasn't completely sold on it. The job I had just came from ended basically because the funding ran out and I was finishing college and there was some left over till I was you know, able to make that transition uh, was in radio. Yeah, something I kind of didn't put on my bio, but actually I went to the University of South Florida and I started there and I was a news reporter. And at that time, the only reason why I got the job was because I was willing to interview people. Isn't that funny? So um, I did an interview on campus and that was part of the setup and I was one of the few that actually did. So I was hired. That kind of set the stage, that experience that kind of uh, get me to do one of the things that I do today, do today, which is podcasting. It's funny, funny how things, you know, what goes around comes around, right? You get that, right. you get that experience early in your career, and you think you look, you know, as you're going through your career, you kind of may look back and went, well, that's kind of an oddball experience, you know, based on where you're heading. But then now you can look back and say, well, that is a skill set that I was developing that now I can transfer and use in my current career. Yeah. Right. And it was. And it was something I said, well, I'm not afraid to answer, ask questions. Um, I'm not afraid to talk, uh, even though I am an introvert uh, by nature. Uh, but, you know, you do what you have to to be what you need to be because of the calling that you think that you have. And it just seemed very natural. It was a natural progression. So yeah. it was a skill I had in the back pocket. Nice, nice. So well, that works out well today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of dusty, but nevertheless, it was something that was there. So you, you're you're doing these work. At some point, you start to become interested in careers because you've you started a company, which I know now you've wrapped up into into the uh, voice of the job seekers. But you started a company called Competitive Resumes. <laughs> how did how did that come about? During the recession, um, I've made some extra money. And probably I should go a little bit before that because there's a story behind it is that I was becoming a little frustrated because I worked as a, as a call center manager for several years. And then one day it was becoming impossible to maintain a certain amount of sanity. So one day I left. I mean, I didn't walk off, but, uh, I didn't consult my wife on this one. She still reminds me to this day <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't consult her, but she understood overall that uh, when you're bringing home work after you stayed late to work, it's time to reconsider your career choices, at least at that particular time with two small boys. So we decided at that particular time so that I can be closer to the boys and be a major part influence in their lives that uh, even if I need to take little small career jobs, they weren't significant in pay, but at least allowed me to be home. So it was no problem, at least that particular time. We had some things already set up financially that 
allowed me to take a very significant pay cut no matter where I was. But the most important part for us was raising the family. So one day my brother-in-law had saw that I was doing some resume work. And they says, you know what? You should name your company Competitive Resumes. I said, okay, I'll do it. So so that kind of got me started in the career space. And I spent the next year or two figuring out, I heard that you write a blog, at least people have something to come to when they come to your website, other than to look at you selling your stuff. So I started shelling out career advice. And quite frankly, it was okay career advice. It wasn't, it didn't move anything or anybody really. But I decided that that wasn't something I want to write about. And so it kind of evolved into one day I said, you know, if I had to write something my own way, in my own voice, I would do this. And then I thought, what would stop me? Well, nothing stopped me. So I created the voice of job seekers. of coaching clients now, how, how much of a voice do you think people have inside of them that's kind of repressed that you can help them bring out when they start looking for a new job? Well, this particular time, I mean, there's plenty of places where you can find your voice. It's not based on science. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing I could tell you that is formulaic in the sense of this is how you find your voice, but all the things you put together, um, including the things from your life, make up your voice. Uh, People try to find their voice by just trying to compartmentalizing their career. Say, well, I've done this in my career. But what have you done in your life? What have you done as a whole in your life that you can include? And uh, I think people find their voices if they kind of gather what they've been through life, even through through pain and through disappointment, uh, you could find your voice that way. That's included uh, because that's included in learning as well. Uh, we include that, you know, as part of the learning process. Not all of us can sit in the classroom and just learn from uh, from an educator. Uh, some of us need to, you know, there's the the idea of multiple intelligences. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's basically is that. People are picture smart, they're word smart, you know, body smart. There's all these different types of ways that people are kind of excel, but they excel in their own way. And so you could take that principle and kind of apply it in the sense that everybody has some kind of smart. Everybody has some kind of brilliance. It's just a matter of finding it. You know, you look and you, you take, okay, what are areas you excel at? You take that and you try to mold that into something that looks like your best. And it becomes your best eventually once you find it. Right, right. What do you think has changed the most as far as the job search process goes? Mm, mm, Very interesting question. I love that question because I ask that question too a lot. But in my own thoughts, we know we can't write resumes the way we did back in 1980, 1995. We know that uh, that the marketing materials are needed. One of the things that we need to understand 
is how proactive we need to be, and we need to understand that there are no limits on how proactive. You could be as proactive as you want to. Something we don't realize in the job search process ultimately is how uh, employers are able to find out lots of information about you, whether you want to or not. Uh, more More information is accessible to them and more information is accessible to you more than ever about companies. And if you're savvy enough, you can find out who you even will report to and find out who they are before you even meet them. And you can keep those things in mind and leverage that to your advantage. You can use the, the regular tools of Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of the tools that we know. But you can be just as uh, voyeuristic as they can be. Now, it's better for you to be uh, because that will give you the advantage to every phase of your interview process because you can literally find out what the process is and be ready instead of being surprised like so many people still are. Google has really impacted the job search in, the, in, in that the hiring managers have such more visibility to us as potential employees and job candidates than they've ever, ever had before. And, but I'm curious, how can, how can we as job seekers use Google to our advantage in order to help enhance our job search efforts? There are so many tools that Google has, and we don't have to talk about the literal sense of Google. We have the idea that we can always search uh, for our next employer. But if, if we're smart enough, we can actually get Google to find us. Your social profile, I think, should be your second workplace, in a sense. The way that you look at your social profiles, your social activities, you use it like if you're at work. And yeah, we can discuss that, yeah, you like the folly of, you know, being able to comment on politics and religion and silly stuff and what have you. But ultimately, um, your main basis of like LinkedIn and, and, and Twitter and, and Facebook and really, really all of them, you can, if you're able to tell some of the things that you would tell at work, you can handle and be appropriate for employers to see. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't joke. That doesn't mean you can't comment on pictures. But some people go way beyond the scope to where if they're found, they have to change their name literally online, which people do. They have monikers and and, you know, they, I think they get it where, you know, I can't be found under this name so I can, all my frolic and folly I can do here, but under my name where I want to be found, uh, that's where I want employers to be pointed to. I want them to see my Twitter page. I want them to see my LinkedIn page. I want them to see my website. I want them to see those things. And when people Google you, the first three results are ultimately going to be LinkedIn, your blog, and or whether it's a about me or or branded me or brand yourself or any of those uh, uh, sites that you could use, those would be key to have to show up on the, on the first results of your page. 
you should have those. Every job seeker needs to have those to have a successful and meaningful job search. And that's how you can really get Google to be your advantage and not to be the other way around. Can job candidates, job seekers use uh, live streaming platforms such as Blab or Periscope? You know, can they use that to their advantage as a part of the job overall job search process? Absolutely. I, I've written a couple of articles and some of it was inspired uh, by Jessica Miller-Merrill, who writes bloggingforjobs.com. Uh, she wrote the article first on her blog about using Blab and Periscope as a way to get in front of recruiters. Because mostly everybody's on mobile sites these days. Everybody's on mobile. And in fact, everywhere I go, you know, people are on their phones. And it's not just a distraction. Uh, it's a way to kind of keep up with the news cycle and the, the amount of content that is just churned out every minute of the day these days. So why not? be visible to them? Uh, why not be able to invite them on a Periscope or, or a Blab with you? Or being able to uh, show yourself as being, uh, show your competencies by having a Periscope about something that you can do. Show it instead of just telling about it or just hoping that somebody will find out about it. Uh, be proactive and that way people will be will not only just share it if it's good, if it resonates, but also employers and other opportunities will find you. Now you some people may not know this, but you can save Periscope and Blab videos, correct? Yes. And and then and then you can convert those videos, I would assume, to say put it on a YouTube page or just use it maybe on your blog, right? But, but yeah, particularly with Blab, they'll mail you the link for you to download the video, and they can also send you the audio clip to it as well. Periscope, uh, it's a little bit more trickier. You can use with you can use Periscope with uh, some other clients such as catch, K-A-T-C-H. If you put that in a hashtag, then they can, they can make the video available to you. Periscope, I think it has it available for about 24 hours, and it will allow you to uh, put a clip uh, of it for you to share, and then people can go to your home Periscope site. And, and see the whole video from there. I love the idea that you just said, and I never thought of it before, of either hosting your own blab right. as a job candidate, not to, not to get on there and say, I need a job who will hire me, right. <laughs> right? but to express your knowledge. But I also, as you were talking, I thought companies that could use blab or Periscope or blab in particular, if they were doing something on, you know, we have this particular job opening and these are the types of people we're looking for. You could actually, as a job candidate, get on their blab and talk to them directly. Not about, again, not about I want to get a job from you, but about sharing and demonstrating your knowledge and expertise in that particular area. Or even better, you can have somebody from the company on your show mm. and interview them just to kind of give a scope of the industry and not particularly talk about you, 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 but talk about them and what they require. Use that as intel 
and you already have them as a contact to say, hey, I have a lot of these skills you talk about. Do you mind if I give you my resume or can we talk a little bit more about the position in a deeper way? And so that not only you'd benefit, but you'd give to a, to possibly a whole slew of other people that might be looking for an opportunity. It may not even be right for you. You can't think of, well, if I don't benefit from it, then I won't get it. Actually, if somebody else benefits, they're going to likely remember you. And also the company will remember you for making that. And believe me, if there's a trail of giving like that, people will find you. Right. That I can I can almost guarantee. It's, I think using using those live because some people could be you know intimidated by the live platform, but I think using those in those ma- in that manner is is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I'm scared to death of it myself, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I did a live blab uh, with a guest not that long ago. I loved it. It's Periscope that I'm I'm still a little scared of. I don't know why. Maybe because the feedback, there's no voice feedback. Right. Um, it's a one way. So you're just streaming and there's people commenting and you have to kind of be savvy enough to to look on the screen and respond to the comments that people send you and the love that people or in some cases, the hate that people may send you, uh, but you got to be prepared for it. Right. I try. I tried Periscope a couple times, but I I wanted to read all the comments. And when you're trying to read the comments, it's difficult to talk at the same time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. That's why Blab kind of worked out for me because while a person is talking, I can read the comments and then respond. Yeah. As opposed to Periscope. You know, some people even get a little mad if you don't even recognize them for coming on the bill. It's like, oh, Lord. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so you, you've got to be ready to be a little bit more sharper in that respect. Another thing that I have heard you speak about before, which is that job seekers should really look at themselves as a consultant or speak through the voice of a consultant, if you will. Can you explain when you say that what you mean by that? Well, being a consultant, you are looking ideally to solve problems and contribute uh, what you can based on your talent. And sometimes even if you need to go get other talent to help you meet that person's need or point them in the right direction, that's what employment really is. The shift that has happened over the years, kind of going back to your early question, is is that we were kind of a task-oriented people in society that we were looking to complete just the to-do list instead of looking at the significance of what we contribute. And now that we're looking more about what we can contribute and what we accomplish uh, through that and how that helps the person become makes us consultants now. And then we can look back and see what that really means as far as our impact. That's what consultants do. And that's what job seekers really need the way they need to think, not just just leave it all out there and then go home for the day is that you're really thinking about, can this be better? How can it be better? What will make it better? Yeah, I think I I think that's brilliant. I I've not heard that analogy before, which I think is a really good idea because it does put you in a different frame of mind than someone who is quote unquote trying to get a job. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think my premise was even 
necessarily original. I got it from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I picked it up somewhere along the line. I just happened to uh, say it in a discussion once, and then it kind of it, it just. In, but it's not original. But I think the idea is it's just you know we need to shift our thinking in the way that instead of looking at the one and done is. How can we get the most out of that one? Well, I mean, I'm giving you credit. So as far as I'm concerned, I heard it okay. from Mark Anthony Dyson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so speaking of shifting our thinking, we've talked about some pretty good platforms now for social media. And we touched briefly on your on your radio history and how you've been able to use that transferable skill now later in your career. So let's talk a little bit about the voice of the job seekers podcast, starting with when did you, when did you get the show off the ground? Uh, it officially started back in September, 2013. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, we're going on, we're going on three years. Can't believe it, but yeah. Wow. Uh, that's where we are. You're, you're, and, you're like a veteran. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I started the blog in 2011. And I said, well, if, if anything, I have two years and I think it was almost, it was a little bit over 200 articles and entries um, at that time to, if, if I need to rely on that, I can go back to that. But fortunately, um, you know, when you have clients, you have content. And when you have conversations, you have content. So I haven't been short on that yet. Nice. Nice. It's, that's so important to, because that's another hangout people get to is how do I get content? And, and, uh, you know, a podcast is a great way to not only expand your network, but to also get different insights and feedback from others, which will help feed your content. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty much, uh, as I heard it on a, on a, podcasts, uh, I think last week, you're pretty much, you're honing your craft. You really, you really starting, you start to develop a different side of your craft and a different side of thinking. I mean, if you're writing, then you come back and you display it and you reuse it in another way. It adds that much more insight to what you are. So therefore you're deepening uh, your content and you're, you're really perfecting your crafts. And that's really important if you're going to be a consultant or a business owner in any field these days. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how often, I mean, I, I'm a regular listener, so I know the answer to this question, but for those who don't, <laughs> how often does the podcast release? Uh, every Tuesday, uh, around usually before six o'clock central standard time. Okay. And, and with the exception of the next a couple of weeks because you are going to take a short break to celebrate your anniversary. Right. <laughs> and and you, you did well in doing the research. And I think other people have commented on your show that you, your research is phenomenal. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I may, maybe it's phenomenal research or it's maybe um, just me being anal retentive. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can discuss that later. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, when I, when I, like, I've been doing this for a little over a year now. And so I think back to all my shows. And you've been doing this longer than I have since September of 2013. When you look back to show one to where you are now, 
What is what is one thing that stands out in your mind that you've picked up or learned along the way that you go that you directly contribute to your podcast? Um, I think I mentioned relationships before, and I think that is uh, that means a lot to have talked to the people that I've talked to. Um, I've had guests like yourself uh, from Australia, New Zealand. London, um, and, and other places, um, that you really do get a, a, a sense of that what we experience in America is worldwide. Um, nobody owns, um, nobody owns the, the corner, uh, on anything is that worldwide we share a common thing. People want to get to work and don't know how and desire to figure out how to figure all of this out. And there's not one single answer that's ever going to be the same. So true. So the same advice can apply differently to different people. Yes. Yes. And the same, and what doesn't work for one is going to work for somebody. I mean, you think about it, you're going to have to have a human touch to your job, your job search along the way. You can't do without it. And that's the thing that's, also common, I think, worldwide is is that people want to find easier ways, and there are no easier ways. Um, it's going to take great conversation. It's going to take great content by yourself, whether it's going to be found in a resume or it's going to be found on the web. And the web these days is your resume. Whatever you have out there, that's the first draft, and you have to have a great first draft. I've not heard it said that way. I'm, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> that's fine i don't own it uh but you do own the voice of the consultant i'm giving you credit for that remember yeah okay okay all right <laughs> all right hey mark i've totally enjoyed our conversation for those who are listening and i do recommend they all go check out your podcast it's the voice of the job seekers but for those of you those who are listening today that would like to reach out to you uh, get in touch with you, uh, talk to you about their careers. What is the best way for them to do that? The voice of job com, And there, by the way, Ryan, there is a voice of the job seekers, but that's defunct now. They don't exist anymore. So it's the voice of job com. You can contact me through there and follow any of those links that are there. You can, it's, I'm not hard to find at all. Okay. The voice of job com. Mark, any final thoughts, tips, or words of wisdom that you would like to pass along to anyone who is listening today? Well, not only just being really grateful to be, be part of your show and uh, to be on the same website as a lot of your esteemed guests have been on, um, I think that people underestimate uh, what is available to them uh, on the web. Uh, the web has all the tools you need to be able to share, put your best foot forward other than meeting somebody in person. And you don't have to wait to have a great resume to start making an impact on your job search. Uh, you can start this very moment. Uh, go to Twitter.com, get a Twitter handle, start seeking out the experts in your industry, in your field. Uh, follow Ryan on True Twitter. <laughs> And follow some of the experts that he's had uh, on on uh, his show, and you can begin that journey right now, all without a resume. 
Wow. Mark, you are a very generous man and you prove it on your website and you prove it on your podcast. And I definitely appreciate you taking time out of your day to speak with us. Thank you for having me, Ryan. Two things stand out for me after talking with Mark today. Two things that I think have forever changed the way that I think about the job search. Two things that if you take them to heart, I believe they will change the way you think about job searches as well. First, the web is the first draft of your resume. I love this. As you know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, this is basically a lot of what my guests and I talk about, but it's never been put together in such a succinct sentence before. The web is the first draft of your resume. That's so true, and it's only going to be amplified in the coming years. Second, you must look at yourself as a consultant. I think this is brilliant, and I can't say enough about this approach. It means so much on so many different levels. If you consider yourself a consultant as a part of the job search, you will think about the jobs that you apply to differently. It's just brilliant. But what about you? What are your takeaways from today's show? I'd love to hear them, and if you care to share, head on over to ryanroten.com forward slash message and click the Start Recording button. Thank you, Mark, for being a guest today. You've given us all a new way to look at our job search efforts. And for you, the listener, as always, thank you for tuning in, and a special thanks goes out to Diedrich, Steve, Linda, Chris, and Dustin. Speaking of your questions, I would like to start answering your questions as a part of the BYOB episodes on the podcast. So if you have a question about personal branding, online reputation management, job searching, or you're just looking for some specific career advice, head on over to the same URL, ryanroten.com forward slash message. Once there, click the big green start recording button and leave me your question. If you do, I'll feature your question along with my advice and suggestions on a future BYOB episode. That link again is ryanroten.com forward slash message. That does wrap us up for today. The show notes can all be found on the website at ryanroten.com forward slash Mark Anthony Dyson. Until next week, I've been Ryan, and I'm out. Today's show was edited and produced by Ryan Roten, and the intro and outro music is Pulse by Soundrode.